0: Welcome to Clay, the podcast for courageous leaders always yearning to be the best that they can possibly be. Christian men aspiring to be the best they can possibly be. For his kingdom's come, Clay in his hands. My name is Justin, and today we're talking about personal excellence. For many, the phrase personal excellence is a reminder of what you are not doing, a reminder of the things that you wish you were doing or that you want to be doing, the things that you know that you should be doing. And personal excellence is also a phrase that is adopted into the self-help, the self-improvement industry, which uh, I have mentioned and talked about in previous episodes, but today uh, we're going to take a more microscopic look at what it means to uh, partake in or participate in the uh, self-help, the self-growth, the personal improvement industry, as it has been so coined and phrased why our perspective on this industry is important to consider, and what uh, this industry means for people as people continue to move forward, to progress, to grow through society, what it means for us to take a look at self-help, self-improvement, personal excellence, however you want to phrase it, as an industry in and of itself. Before we dive in, I want to take a moment here to uh, just unveil a couple of things coming up. The uh, podcast is Uh, just hit episode 50. This is episode 50. In fact, Uh, that is halfway to our goal for the year of 2022 for episodes published. That also means that uh, we are approaching a a few episodes here coming up that are co-hosted. That'll be a bit longer in conversation, a bit longer in dialogue, and uh, we'll uh, dive into some uh, personal life story, uh, some ideals, and some perspectives that uh, we believe are going to be helpful for you as a courageous leader, always yearning to be the best that you can be, a man who uh, accepts the fact that uh, you're not where you want to be and you're okay with that because you're working on it, because uh, you're clay in his hands and uh, you can be molded and made into uh, the the man that uh, he needs you to be in the time that he needs you to be, that man. And so uh, with uh, that said, our, our guests and those that are brought on to the show uh, will be men who emulate that in their life in some way, shape, or form. Uh, they will be men who uh, have either uh, gone through something or are going through something, maybe maybe something called life, or uh, who are going a direction that is worth uh, talking about, uh, that is worth sharing about. And the idea here is that uh, these perspectives will be uh, brought forward So you'll get somebody, one, besides me, Uh, but two, uh, you'll also get uh, just added perspectives as you continue to uh, meander and make your way through uh, this life. Uh, As we talk about personal excellence today, uh, it seemed that this is a a perfect uh, fork in the road uh, to pause and to let you know that uh, the podcast itself, uh, Clay, this this brand that is growing uh, that you have been sharing, uh, it is going to continue to do so. It's going to continue to mold and be clay itself. Uh, Go figure, right? It's going to continue to to change. And the idea here is that it changes based on feedback, based on uh, what uh, other men uh, say or feel that uh, they need. Uh, It's not going to uh, change overnight. It's not going to continue to uh, bounce back and forth and uh, remain uh, uh, undeterminable as to what it actually is and what the purpose is. As uh, you go back to the last 50 episodes, uh, you'll see that there is a consistent theme. There's a consistent uh, purpose behind uh, this message, and it is that you start a conversation and you continue it. And And I know that that sounds uncomfortable, and for a lot of us, that is what we want to avoid is conversation, is continuing to uh, talk about some of these things, especially some of the heavier episodes and the content. But that is the uh, first and foremost purpose of this podcast is not that you go somewhere and you plug in and you get to hear uh, some good things that make you feel good about your day and and go through it. And I do hope that that helps. I do hope that uh, by plugging in and uh, catching an episode here and there that your day is impacted. I hope that you do find value. I hope that you do uh, find something personally that you can adopt and that you can uh, work into your life or that you continue to improve as we talk about today with the personal excellence theme. Uh, I I hope that this episode uh, inspires you to pursue personal excellence. I absolutely do hope that that happens. I also hope that you're willing to turn and to look at the men following you, the men to your left and right, uh, and the men around you that uh, perhaps are looking for some guidance or looking for some consistency in their life and I hope and I pray that you as a man listening to this will accept that responsibility of leadership, that ex- that responsibility of courage, and that responsibility to step forward and demonstrate and live a life, an example of somebody who's always yearning, always yearning for more Jesus in your life. Like It is a super simple phrase, but just think about what that means for you in your day-to-day life. Can you lay your head down on the pillow and say that your life at any point in the day Granted, the whole day would be ideal that it demonstrated somebody who's yearning for more Jesus in your life, or are you yearning for more of the world in your life? It's not six one way, half dozen the other. It's one way or the other. Jesus is the way, or you're pursuing a different way. That is the seriousness of what we've been called to do as men as men who know who Jesus is, as men who profess faith in a living God? You know these things. You know the truth. Are you living it? That's the question. And this is not an indictment on you. This is just a a moment for you to pause and to reflect. Am I turning to my left and to my right? Am I checking who's behind me and who's following me? And am I leading them well? Am I leading them humbly? Am I leading them because of the way that I'm living, or am I just trying to lead through what I'm saying? Your actions speak louder than words. You've heard that all of your life, and you're gonna to continue to hear that because it is true. Actions speak far, far louder than words. With that being said, let's go ahead and dive into the self help, the self improvement industry. And uh, let's, let's peel back some layers a little bit here. Let's, uh, let's talk about a few things that we get wrong, a few things that the industry itself gets wrong, and some perspectives that are worth considering as we uh, move, move forward. So uh, first things first, the self-help, the self-improvement industry, it does not belong at the pulpit. It doesn't belong in your sermons. It doesn't belong in your sermon series. And, and here's what I mean by that. There are many a pastor... Uh, some names are probably coming to mind now who have made uh, their fame and their fortune through helping you to live the best life that you can possibly live here and now, to uh, feel better about yourself, to, uh, to just build upon uh, the kingdom that you are trying to create here on earth, and to enjoy and to love every minute of it. You know, to treat others the way you want to be treated, and to just... Be the best that you can possibly be. And you've actually heard me say that phrase, be the best that you can possibly be. You have heard me say a couple of those phrases. I happen to believe that this life is very significant, very important, in that uh, you only get one shot, you only have one chance, and you should absolutely be the best that you can possibly be. You'll also hear, uh, there's another phrase that I add to that, it's for his kingdoms come. It's for his kingdom, not not my own. Now, I don't always do the greatest personally at uh, speaking to that. Uh, and I, I absolutely try to in as many conversations as I can. I, I think that wasting this life away is a very easy thing to fall into. And I don't want to be the guy at the ends of my life who looks back and goes, man, what a waste. And yet I know that there's going to be things that, yeah, I wish that I could change or that I could do differently, but I can't because uh, that would be, well, that would be time travel and that's not really something I'm into, although it sounds kind of cool on the surface. Uh, The reality is I know that this life is uh, gone in an instant. Uh, I know that uh, there is uh, but a a moment uh, in time where I will cease to be living here and I will move on. And I, I will face judgment, and I will face uh, what is to come. And, and I know where I'm going, and I'm absolutely excited about that. In fact, uh, there are days when it is that and that alone, knowing uh, knowing what the future holds that uh, keeps me going. There, there are days when, when that is it. But in this moment, in this moment here, right now, the question that we need to ask ourselves and be willing to ask ourselves is whether or not we're wasting our life, whether or not we're just wasting away. How does that look? Well, it looks like uh, just kind of coasting through life. You found the cruise control button and uh, you hit it. And uh, and now uh, the, the coolest, the, the cool features in cars, you can set your cruise control based on the car uh, and the pace in front of you. So maybe, maybe you feel like you're on the right path because you've found somebody who seems like they're moving forward and You fit cruise control behind them. The issue is they're in cruise control themselves. And so uh, you're just living this life of just cruising and just finding this easy pace and not really pushing your boundaries, not really pushing yourself beyond what you know to be good at. We know what you're good at and you're not uh, progressing. You're not growing. And here's where the uh, self-help, the self-improvement industry uh, gets a bad rap, uh, but also can be incredibly dangerous. So uh, here is uh, one thing to think about when it comes to the self-help industry, beyond the fact that your uh, pastor should not be preaching a bunch of self-help sermons. It's not about you self-helping your way through life. Uh, your dependence and your, uh, your, your very life force should come from the, uh, the, the, the creator of the universe himself uh, and his word and your relationship with him. Uh, why would you not go to him as your source? That's that's absolutely crazy when you think about it. But for many who fall into and uh, abide by and uh, purchase and uh, click away at the self-help, self-improvement industry, it becomes a constant, constant battle for you trying to improve who you are. And here is where uh, the church has done a, a good job of highlighting uh, the dangers of this A self-help ideology. This has come from paying attention to and seeing how churches have been built upon a uh, self-help lifestyle, some very uh, topical surfacey level uh, sermons and uh, guidelines and and, and principles. And uh, really uh, the danger here is when uh, Jesus and your relationship with him becomes about making you uh, uh, and, and giving you a better life. Uh, a transactional relationship there is, is where you, you're going you're gonna to go wrong, because that's not what the nature of our relationship with Jesus is about, nor what it should be about. Uh, but that is how the, the world will market it here. You know what? You accept Jesus as your Savior, and your life is going to um, drastically get better. Now, I will say there is some truth in that, because I do believe that uh, Jesus is an improvement upon whatever life you're living today, Uh, regardless. What that doesn't mean is that Jesus is going to uh, just magically take away your problems the next week because you accepted Jesus as your Savior on a Sunday in in, in whatever sermon, wherever. The the disconnect there is, is what is it that we determine, what is it that we define as a Better life what is it that our is our definition of an improvement upon our, our life here well I would say that a personal relationship with our Lord with our Savior with the Messiah is is a phenomenal phenomenal thing I, I, I mean there's not really like even trying to figure out a word there that fits that to describe that is is difficult for my human vocabulary to uh, to, to define. And the the truth is that there is nothing there is nothing on this world in this life that's going to be better than that, uh, there isn't. But it doesn't mean that that ailment that you've been suffering with is just going to go away. It doesn't mean that you're going to find yourself tripping into wealth just mystically and it's just gonna just gonna happen just because you went and accepted Jesus as your savior. You're not going to uh, find uh, suddenly that you are. Uh, adopted into this prosperous life uh, in the definition of, of the world, uh, as the world would define prosperity, right? It just doesn't mean that. And so we can't confuse this uh, this draw and this idea of this self-help and self-improvement with uh, solving all of our world problems. The idea that that happens comes from this perspective that we will eventually arrive at this point where we're satisfied in ourselves. And that right there, that satisfaction in ourselves, is where uh, the the dangers lie in this self-help, this self-improvement industry. There are many life coaches. There are many books. There are many uh, seminars. There are many ways that you can spend your time and your resources to improve upon yourself. There are tons and tons and tons. It is an ongoing ongoing addiction that you can fall into because it feels good. It feels good to accomplish goals. It feels good to learn something new, to to develop your personal skills, to develop your leadership skills. It feels good to develop all of these things. The question is, to what end? Are you trying to build upon this, this ideal perfection that you're looking for in yourself? Or are you simply trying to be the the best version of yourself that you can be for somebody else. And that somebody else is a pivotal key point, especially for the Christian man who wants to be the best leader that he can be, courageously leading and demonstrating that in his life, always yearning for more, for more what? For more accolades for, from, from people? For more acceptance from people? From, for, for more opportunities to to speak and to lead. maybe we're getting a little bit closer there. no for, for more for more Jesus in your life, for more of him. Now I, I say that phrase and you've heard that repeated for 50 episodes now at different points. Well what does that what does that look like and why is that so significant? Well, let's go back to this idea of one life. You've got one life. And you're either going to build your kingdom here for your purposes, for yourself, and and that kingdom, that consists of, yes, the things that you've accomplished, the things that you've done, but uh, it also consists of your legacy, the impact that you've had on those around you, and what you're leaving behind. And in some regards, uh, you've got to stop and accept the fact that you are building a legacy, whether you believe it or not. There's a song that I, I absolutely I love and adore. Uh, it's by Casting Crowns. It's Only Jesus. And the, the premise of the song is that you don't want to leave a legacy, uh, only Jesus. And I absolutely, I absolutely get that. Uh, my, my contest to that, uh, my uh, my argument to that is that you're going to leave a legacy, whether you like it or not. Whether you like your legacy or you like the fact that you're going to leave one, you're going to leave one. What does your legacy show? Whose kingdom are you building? That is what your legacy is going to show. People will either uh, remember you for uh, what you spoke about and the way that you lived your life, or they're going to pretend to remember you <laughs> and they're going to make up nice things to say about you. The, uh, the truth of the matter is uh, you are going to be remembered by somebody for uh, the legacy that you built here. And the question for you is, what did that legacy show? What is it? If I look at that, if I was to look at your obituary, if you were to write your obituary, what would it say? What would it say? And if I was to read and get to the end of that obituary, what would I know about you? Would I know that Jesus was your uh, Lord, Savior, that you believed in him, that you lived your life for him? Or Mm -hmm. will I look at that and say, man, this guy, he 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 did a bunch of good things. He had, he he just he was he was there, and you know he read a lot of really great books, and he was a he was a good leader, and uh, he 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 said a lot of the right things, and uh, he knew how to help me with that situation I had in, in my life, and to work through that. Or will I look and and read and see, man, this guy he he lived his life for Jesus. It was difficult to have a conversation with him where his faith in Jesus didn't come up where he didn't point me to the cross, where he was headed to himself, falling down at the cross uh, daily and taking up his cross daily. What What is it that your legacy is going to show? So now I'm going to flip the tables a little bit and talk about uh, the fact is self-help, self-improvement, this industry itself, part of the uh, negative uh, of, of looking at that, part of the negative of uh, of this industry and this perception often comes from lazy people who aren't willing to put in some extra effort to uh, progress in the areas that they know that they need to progress in, the areas that they know that they need to improve in. For me, I want to be the best husband that I can be. My number one number one source for being the best husband that I can be is my relationship in God with God, uh, getting into his word, reading about what it is that he expects a husband to be, to do, to live. That is the number one. But that's not going to stop me from also picking up a book like The Five Love Languages and learning about love languages and understanding that perspective. Now it happens to be that much of the content there comes from the, the, the Word of God. Absolutely. Uh, it's not it's not hard to read through and to uh, see uh, God's expectation for how to live and how to lead and how to love uh, my wife, especially when you read something about uh, Christ and his love for the church as a, as a bride, right? Uh, it's, there's, there, there's a lot of obvious correlation there. Uh, marriage is used as uh, an example uh, for that relationship with Jesus often, consistently. It's a common theme. So I don't have to go and look into the world to figure out how to be the best husband I can be. Really, I should be looking into his word to figure that out. But I'm not going to throw away supplemental material for the sake of of, of supplemental material itself. I'm not just going to toss it. Now, that supplemental material is not going to take the place of his word over my life and in my life that supplemental material that self-help industry as it has been uh, as it has become is not going to take the place of my relationship with God my relationship with him it's not going to and and it's not going to because those people who are writing those books who are uh, publishing those podcasts who are uh, publishing uh, those videos online who are putting together these seminars Uh, It's an industry because they they make money off of it. And in some ways, the people that you're going to, the people that you're seeking uh, influence from, the authors, the speakers, and such, in some ways, they are saying what they need to say. And this is not an indictment across all in the industry, but this is a a highlight. This is something that uh, you yourself are sitting there going, yeah, yeah, you know, actually, I know, I know. Uh, They say what they need to say to do what? To sell the books, to get the views, to get the likes, to get the clicks, and to sell more content. Because that is their well-being. That is the way of life. Now, I do believe there are some people in that industry who just really want to add value and provide great value and content for you. There are many who actually live and lead very decent lives Uh, perhaps even very devout Christian lives uh, with Jesus at their center and their focus. And the question for us is who is it that we're taking the influence from and how guarded and what filter do we run it through? Do you run it through what feels good to you and what fits what you want to hear? Or do you filter it through truth? Do you filter it through God's word? Is that the lens at which you look at this industry with? and at which you set your goals through? Or are you looking at this industry and just trying to find uh, the people that are going to make you feel good, or, or maybe the people that are going to make you feel bad so that you can feel better about yourself by working on whatever it is you think you need to work on? Uh, what is it? What is it that is your goal? What is it that is your purpose? What is it that is uh, the, the desire that's drawing you towards uh, these authors and these influencers and these speakers? these uh, they, these seminars, these things. I, I, I've i known people who have spent tens of thousands of dollars for weekend seminars, and I don't quite understand. I get the influence aspect of that. I get the, the feel-good aspect of that. Uh, but I've known people who have done that, but then their life hasn't even changed. Nothing's happened. And so you have to beg the question. You've got to wonder You've got to wonder, as, as hard as I uh, build this life, as much focus as I put on building this life for me and for uh, perhaps my family and uh, perhaps uh, you know my, my, my wife, my kids, or extended family, the, the effort and the focus and the drive that I put into building this perfect life, whatever that looks like, what is that being informed by and whom is that being informed by? Those are the questions that we need to be willing to ask ourselves. You should be willing to sit back and look and and question: Why are you picking up that book? Why did you reach for that book instead of getting into the Word today? Or perhaps uh, you are rushing through your uh, time in Scripture so that you can get to your reading of said book for that day, whatever that whatever that is. Uh, and I share that as as a personal uh, reflection, as a, and really as a personal confession of different places that I have personally been in life. I have been in in phases where I'm I'm that guy who, yep, I'm, I'm reading, I'm, yeah, I'm in the Word every single day, absolutely. But what that looked like was me uh, following a reading plan or uh, getting through a few chapters uh, so that I could then uh, feel better about picking up the book that I was into, uh, reading about how to be a better leader, how to be a better father, a husband, how to be uh, a, a better business owner, whatever, whatever that book may have been. And uh, and 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 for me, uh, that became that became uh, a very sinful highlight in my life. That became uh, there's there's a moment where uh, I actually was reading one of those books that falls into the self help self improvement category that we so often uh, so often phrase things with. I was reading those books, and I had this moment of like just sheer conviction uh, that I was uh, cheapening my relationship with Jesus for the sake of uh, trying to. Accomplish the next goal for me, uh, live this life for me, to build my legacy for for me. And I'm grateful for that moment uh, and that book that I happen to be reading, because I I'm not trying to follow or to live uh, the the lives of of any of these authors, influencers, speakers, or and, and whatnot. I'm not trying to fit my life into theirs and their idea. Of, of these routines and uh, this, this, this life that they're building. And, and I'm not trying to do that. That's not what God has called me to do, which begs the question, well, what is it that God has called you to do? Next episode is about calling. Going back to this idea of personal excellence, uh, one of my personal favorite authors and entrepreneurs, he, he uses this phrase, personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion and uh he uses it in a different context than than I am going to share it now uh but from a, a christian perspective uh there is a societal terms uh, there's a societal trend sorry that is uh, ongoing and this uh this this way that uh conformity is it's just it's just contagious the world wants you to conform to a certain standard to a certain uh, set of of living it it wants you to fall into this place of honestly just just complacency just think about the things that are marketed to you uh from food and drink to entertainments to uh, you, you want to get away to uh, all sorts of um, essentially uh drugs to uh, things to to medicate and to uh to reward yourself that's that's where marketing comes in and you get these these advertisements from uh, your uh, advertisements on TV, to the pop-up ads. It's all about what you need to to make you more comfortable, to make your life more comfortable, to fit the the gap that you're trying to fill in your heart. Uh, that's what society is trying to sell you, is different ways to fill that gap, that space in your heart. That gap in your heart can only be filled by one thing, and that is that's Jesus. And uh, you you know that, and, and I know that, but how tempting is it to try and fill that gap with anything and everything that the world has to offer, especially depending on what you may or may not be going through in life at this point in time. There are many things that are tempting to pick up and to try and place into that gap, but it's, it's, it's a square peg in a round hole, isn't it? the harder you push, you you might force it in there, and it might feel good for a period of time, but eventually it's going to cause pain. The reality here is that uh, adopting a perspective of, of personal excellence being the ultimate rebellion, I'm going to add to it, personal excellence in your relationship with Jesus is the ultimate rebellion from the things of this world. Now, you could talk about that for an extended period of time, and then uh, that is uh, something that I would like you to think about. That phrase, what does it mean to uh, seek personal excellence in your relationship with Jesus? I don't think that you're looking for uh, perfection. I don't think that you're looking for excellence in the term of uh, I am uh, just I, I've I've arrived. I finally made it. I'm. I'm on par with whatever I expect this relationship with jesus to to look at no personal excellence is the the pursuit of and the idea of this personal growth this uh this developing in your relationship this uh self growth and self improvements that gets uh twisted and 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 taken by the world uh it's a desire for Jesus to impact you your relationship with him to impact your life for that to be the the fuel the, the fire that uh overwhelms your life the uh reality here is that if Jesus is your focus if he is uh, the roots to your tree and you are the the branches as uh as as John 15 would 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 just actually is is a great picture here uh, and 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 he is he's the trunk of your life, the the vine, and 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 you are uh, the the branches, and and you're being pruned and and worked on, and and molded into the man that he's called you to be. The clay in in his hands is, uh, as as his influence is the number one influence in your life, as that relationship is the number one relationship in your life, the most prioritized relationship. That would look like you wanting to spend more time in His Word, and and really the self help book of choice for you being the the Bible. His words, that that would be the thing that you thirst for, that the that becomes the, the solid food in your life that you're chewing on, that you are uh, just wanting more and more and more of. Not a quick box that you check to feel like a good Christian, so that you can turn to this, uh, you know, 100, 100 ways to, to be the best leader you can be, or, or whatever. But that that's there. Whatever. The reality here is, is is what is it that we're 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 drawn to? This is the truth. This is the thing that you and I need to uh, expect to uh, to to talk about with other men in our life. What does it mean to uh, pursue personal excellence in your relationship with jesus what are what are your goals there well oh, i don't i don't i don't want to get i don't want to get mixed up with goals and and stuff i just I just want to wake up and have a great relationship with jesus okay great all right well if nothing changes nothing changes and that's just gonna be the way it is and eventually that's probably not going to be good enough for you eventually you're going to go to that gap and you're going to find a square peg and you're going to try and shove it in there. And you're going to try and fill that void in your heart with something else. Because you're, you're not pursuing Him. You're not seeking Him. You're not finding that your standard of, of what that relationship looks like is, is growing along with the life that you're living. You're going to go through different things at different phases in your life you know that if you haven't already experienced that, depending on what age you may or may not be, but you can't look back on even uh, for, for those of you that are just getting out of high school or just going into college or whatever uh, path that you're setting on, you can't look back and go, wow, you know, life's been the exact same for the last 18 years. That would be, that would be dumb. Like have you ever seen a baby learn to walk and then go beyond that? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's incredible to, to watch, especially as I, myself, am a. A dad now, my, I mean, my my son is is growing at a rate that I wish I could slow down because it feels like uh, every phase, every moment is just here and gone in an instant. And it's just, it's beautiful, and it's it's a it's 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 reality. It's reality, guys, and I, I've used that word probably 50, fifteen times now. If anybody's been counting, uh, maybe. Post it in the comments below how many times <laughs> the word reality has been used. But sometimes we just need a reality check. Sometimes we just need to be pulled back uh, so that we can look at things from that thirty thousand foot view, and then and then hone in on the specifics. the The truth of the matter is, the self help, self development industry, yeah, yeah, it, it absolutely is and absolutely can be a trap in your life. 100% it absolutely can be. It feels good to finish a book. It feels good to listen to that audio, that podcast. It feels good. It does. It feels good to put good things in your brain. It's important to do that. It's important to check the influences that you are consuming on a day-to-day basis. The self-help, self-improvement, self-development industry. Yeah, it has earned a bad rap in the Christian space across, uh, across many aspects, not just from the pulpit, but in our own day-to-day life. The last thing that you want to demonstrate is that you can be the God of your life, that you can be the one who, uh, who creates these things in your life and develops these things into your life because of your efforts alone. So that'll take us to this uh, this last ideal here as something that is extremely popular and becoming more and more and more popular, and something that, uh, as uh, someone with, with kids, I am aware of as my kids will grow up, and for those of you out there who have kids, is this idea of speaking things into existence. I've heard this from the pulpit a few times on uh, recorded sermons, this idea of uh, speaking things into existence. And it comes from this, uh, this positivity this power of positivity, this personal, uh, if I, if I just think and will it hard enough, it's going to happen. If I uh, say it every morning, it's it's going to happen. And in some ways there are, there's some truth to this perspective. Yes. Uh, there are uh, many truths to these perspectives, The truth of the matter is you're not going to speak anything into existence that you're not willing to work for. So you can't just like that post on social media and uh, listen to enough good books and, and pour into yourself with enough content to produce a result. The results come through the work that you put in, the effort that you put in behind what it is that you're learning. And so that same that same perspective should be adopted with our relationship, should it not? With Jesus, the work that you put in in your day-to-day life, working out your faith, drawing nearer to him in pursuit of him, yearning for more of him in your life. That's where the results are going to come from. That's how that relationship is going to deepen. That's how you're going to grow into and continue becoming the man that God's called you to be. It is through desiring more of Him, living for Him, surrounding yourself with others who are doing the same, checking your influences, what is it that you're consuming on a day-to-day basis, what media has a grip on your heart, what's holding on to you. It is It is all of those things. It is all of those things, and herein lies the issue. This is where we can deviate our path very quickly by falling into and being consumers of content rather than men of action. God did not create you to consume content. He didn't create you to become uh, obese in knowledge. He created you to do, to act, to respond to His calling over your life, to live out a life devoted to Him, pursuing Him, personal excellence in the things that He has set before you, the relationships that He's given you, the authority, the responsibilities that He has given you. And where is the fuel for that? Where is the center for that? It's in your relationship with Him. It is in your relationship with Him, the way that you treat that relationship. It is in Him. It is in Him that these things will work themselves out. It's not in the world, it's not in the things of the world. If you want to be a better husband, look to Him. Start there. If you want to be a better father, look look to Him. Start start there. If you want to be a better employee, look to Him. Start there. If you want to be a better business owner, look to Him. Start there. If you want to be a better anything, look to Him. Look to God. Start, Start there. Start there. And build the life that you're trying to build on the firm foundation of His Word, the solid rock don't don't build it on the sand. Don't build it on the sand. If you find yourself drawn to the things of this world more than you are drawn to Him, you're probably building your legacy on the sandy beaches. And when that tide, tide comes in, when that tide comes in, it's going to take you out. You're going to go with it. And everything that you built, everything that you put together. It's going to look great as there's some amazing sandcastles that have been made. But it ain't going to last. And your legacy is going to wash away. It's going to wash out with the tide. But if your legacy is built on the rock, if he is your focus, if you are a courageous leader in your circles, always yearning for more of him, living a life disciples making disciples, living out your faith, if that is what you're known for, if that is what people remember you for, then you're, you're probably building your life on the rock. You're probably building a firm foundation. Or rather, building upon a firm foundation. So with that, gentlemen, did anything stick out to you today? Is there anything that you think that you can take a conversation and continue it? Share the episode. Share it, like it, leave a review, all of those things help in every algorithm that, that there is to do with anything media. And ideally, the, this episode gave you some conversation points to continue this dialogue. This is by no means an exhaustive look into the self-help, self-improvement industry. This is not me uh, condoning or, uh, or, or rather condemning the industry in and of itself. Uh, this tends to be a baby with the bathwater uh, topic. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, but man, like pay attention. Like, this isn't something that uh, you just want to uh, pretend is always always a good thing. Uh, it's easy to do. It sounds good on the surface, but uh, the the truth of the matter is that self help, self improvement, the industry it- itself has become an industry for a reason. And we like to consume as people. There are many people who have read the books who have done nothing, who have listened to the speakers who have done nothing. Just like in our churches, there are many people who listen to the sermon and do nothing, who read His Word, who get into the Bible and do nothing, who listen to the music and do nothing. There are many people who claim to know Jesus and do nothing about it.